Welcome back, everyone, and I am going to continue my review of Ken Ham's books. And what do you know? I'm wearing the same clothes. So what does that mean? It means I don't have a lot of variety in my closet. So this next book is Already Gone. The full title is Already Gone, Why Your Kids Will Quit Church and What You Can Do to Stop It. So it's co-authored by Ken Ham and Britt Beamer. In these books, Ken Ham does co-author these, so there are other voices in the conversation. So first off, to the point, should you read it? I'm actually going to recommend this book. I'm actually going to give it my seal of approval and required reading. But the reason is complicated. And I'll get into that at the end. We're talking about origins. So I've already talked about the author Ken Ham in the last video. The co-author is Britt Beamer, who is the CEO of America's Research Group, which conducts a lot of surveys. So the background for this book, which is essentially the background of all the books, is that Ken Ham's Creation Institute in collaboration with America's Research Group conducted a survey in order to better understand whatever it is they're trying to understand, which in this case is young adults and why they are leaving the church. And what the results of the survey that they can conducted, concluded, was that young adults are leaving the church because young adults no longer believe in the literal account of creation, specifically Genesis chapters 1 through 11. Surprise, surprise. And then the catastrophe of Noah's flood. The reason I read it is because I was visiting a church about a year ago, and I was talking about young adult ministry and what I was doing. And after the service, someone came up to me and said, hey, have you read Ken Ham's book, Already Gone? Because he talks about this. And immediately my thought was, I got a bad feeling about this. But I decided that since this is a book that's out there, and since people in churches are at least aware of it, then I should probably get to know it and understand it myself. So thanks to that person, I guess. And it has fossils. So I want to go over a brief outline of the book and the different segments. So the outline is incredibly simple, which is not a bad thing. It's actually pretty helpful in this case. So first off, they talk about the lack of young adults in the church, and they reference a Barna study that pretty much anyone who's written a book on young adults references. And then they go into reviewing the answers and responses they got from the survey that they conducted. And by they, I don't mean the Barna group. I mean Ken Ham and the America's Research Group. And then at the end of the book, they propose some solutions on what we can do to help young adults stay in the church and what we can do to bring them back. Now, the content of the book is actually really, really interesting. So what he does is he looks at the research that the Barna group presented of why young adults are leaving the church. But Ken Ham saw that and said, you know what, I think there's actually more to it than this. But the interesting thing that they found was that a lot of young adults that ended up leaving the church actually started to express doubts in the faith while they were in middle school and early high school. And so the, the solution that they propose in the book is that we need to start emphasizing the authority of God's word at earlier ages. And this is really the point of the book distilled on page 165. We call for a new reformation. In a sense, symbolically, we need to be nailing Genesis chapters 1 through 11 on the doors of churches, akin to what Martin Luther did seminaries and Christian and Bible colleges to call the church back to the authority of the Word of God. In this era of history, we really lost that authority 
Beginning in Genesis, this is where we need to re-establish it. So again, he goes on his whole Genesis 1 through 11 spiel, which is not surprising if you watched my last review on his book, Gospel Reset, because that's his whole thing. So if anything is going to be off, that's what it's going to be. Genesis 1 through 11. The point is, there's a problem. So an analysis of the book overall, I do have some pretty major issues with it, but I'm not going to tackle those now. I'm actually going to save those for a separate video I'm going to do at the end of all this because I have a lot to say about Ken Ham in these books. I did find the survey results interesting for good and bad reasons. The thing I appreciate about the survey they conducted, and they included the results at the back of the book, which was very helpful and very accessible. So thank you very much for that. So I don't know how many people they actually got responses from, but they're trying to draw from a pool of 20,000 people. And it seems, looking at the percentages at least, that they got a pretty good number of responses. But the bad part about the survey comes in when Ken Ham and Britt Beamer begin to interpret the survey and draw conclusions from the answers they received. And it really starts with their whole motivation for the survey in the first place. And they talk about this on page 29. So they're looking at the Barna study and the results that that showed. And this is what they said in response. At first, we were surprised and a little disappointed that there wasn't a single reason why young people are leaving church. And I find that interesting because it really shows their hand in the whole process, because they are convinced that there is a single reason why young people are leaving the church, and the Barna group just didn't get it right. And so then it's no surprise, knowing Ken Ham and knowing what his organization is about, that the conclusion that they somehow came to with their survey is that, well, there is one reason why young adults leave in the church, and that's because they don't interpret Genesis chapters 1 through 11 literally. Well, there it is. So the whole conclusion that they come to can be boiled down into two parts. A, their churches didn't teach them a literal interpretation of Genesis chapters 1 through 11, and B, they believed what they were taught in geology, astronomy, and science class. So here's an actual quote from the book on page 78. If I asked you where students go to learn about geology, astronomy, biology, and anthropology, what would you say? The answer is always school. Please understand this. 90% of children from church homes attend public slash government schools. There, by and large, they are taught a biological, anthropological, geological, and astronomical history of the universe that contradicts the Bible's account of creation, the flood, and the Tower of Babel. It's an extraordinary claim. All right, so final thoughts on this book. I think it's a bad premise. I think there is bad survey analysis happening, and it reaches a pretty bad conclusion. But I will say this. I definitely recommend that you read this book if you work with young adults or you're involved in young adult ministry in any way. So you need to be aware of what this book teaches and what it communicates because unfortunately the ideas here are pretty prominent, although they're not like super prominent, but they're definitely out there and a lot of people agree with it because Ken Ham is almost a household name in a lot of churches and people that are just going to agree with them because, hey, it's Ken Ham. So yes, I am going to recommend reading this. I'm actually going to give it my stamp of approval and make it required reading. So as for a final score on this, I'm going to rate this a Piltown out of a modern man. That's a nice little evolution joke there for Ken Ham. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. My name is AJ, AKA, AJ, 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 AJ
There is useful information in here, especially in the survey results. And I do feel that this book is a great articulation of this perspective, but I would not use this at all as a basis for developing a young adult ministry or approaching ministry with young adults in any way. So that's it for my review of Already Gone by Ken Ham and Britt Beamer. If you liked this, leave a like. Let me know what you thought. Maybe you read this book and your conclusion is very different than mine, but let me know whatever thoughts that you do have. Please share this. Please subscribe to the channel. That would really help us out and also let you know about any videos that come out that we put out. We usually put videos out Mondays and Thursdays, but you'll be notified if you subscribe and click that bell and something else. I don't know, YouTube is overly complicated with this stuff. But anyways, thank you for joining me. I'm looking forward to the next review, which will be the next Ken Ham book. And so until then, that's not how I usually end. I will see you next time. The lie detector determined that was a lie. When you read the book, you get this sense that the survey concluded definitively that the reason young adults were leaving the church is because of one reason, and that is they don't believe in the literal account of Genesis chapters 1 through 11. But the results of the survey really don't support that conclusion. So I'm just going to go through several questions from the survey and just point out how interesting the results are. Why have you stopped attending church? 11.9% said a boring service, 11.7% said legalist, 11.1% said hypocrisy, and then you go down further in the list, uh, 5% say the Bible is not relevant, and 1.6% say the Bible is not true. Now, the only two results of that question that have anything to do with what Ken Ham talks about with interpreting Genesis are the Bible not being relevant and Bible not being true. And both of those answers combined only get you 6.6%. Going further on, uh, another question. Um, if you often attended Sunday school, did the classes teach that the Bible was true? 93.89% said yes, which is in line with what Ken Ham wants them to say. Like he wants churches to teach that the Bible is true. That's his whole thing. Uh, because of school experience, did you leave high school believing that the Bible was less true? 67% said no. Only 27.8% said yes. So over two-thirds of the people surveyed said that they left high school not believing that the Bible was less true. So they had the same level of respect for the scriptures and the same level of belief in its truthfulness as when they entered high school. Next question. If you believed that the Bible contained errors, can you identify one of those errors for me? Here are the responses. 22.17% said alleged contradictions. 18.39% said the writers made a mistake. 16.12% said that the unsaved go to hell. 12.85% um, said, no, I can't identify any errors for you. And then 10.08% said it's wrong about the Earth's age. The other responses at the bottom of the list, Genesis is disproved by science. 5.29% said that. And 2.02% said that there is never a global flood. The responses that would support Ken Ham's assumption, which is that Genesis is a major factor why young adults leave the church and why they don't believe the Bible. More people said, no, I don't know what errors the Bible has than anyone who said anything about Genesis. Another question, 
Do you believe in creation as it's stated in the Bible or in evolution? 71.8% said they believe biblical creation. They would agree with Ken Ham. Only 28.2% would agree with evolution. Uh, if they believe the church is not relevant, in what way do you feel the church is not fulfilling your needs? I'm only going to talk about two results on this one. Only 2.29% said the Bible is not true, and 1.37% said, I don't know. Uh, do you believe in the creation of Adam and Eve and the Garden of Eden? 74.9% said yes. 18.6% said no. Did your church ever teach that the book of Genesis was a myth or a legend? 85.7% said no. 7.6% said they don't know. And only 6.7% said yes. So more people don't know if, they, if their church ever taught that Genesis was a, was a myth or a legend than anyone who said, yeah, my church taught that. Is there one idea you question more than the rest of these? More people said no. Like there's no idea that I would question more than the rest than the idea that the earth is young, not old. Was there anything a teacher did or said that caused you to doubt the Bible? 72.8% said no, and only 11.9% said, well, my teacher taught that evolution was true, and that's what caused me to doubt the Bible. All right, which of these make you question the Bible the most? 25% said the earth is less than 10,000 years old. 12.8% said there's too many rules. 12.1% talked about the creation account as being one of the things that make them question the Bible the most. 11.1% said the Bible does not make sense of suffering or death. And 32.6%, most of their results, said that none of those make them question the Bible the most. I bring all those up to say that it really seems like their survey at best is muddled, that it's inconclusive, because these results themselves show that the majority of young adults, and sometimes a vast majority, agree with Ken Ham. And so his conclusion that, well, we're in a dire position and we're losing people because they don't believe Genesis chapters 1 through 11 is literal history, it just doesn't follow from the survey results. But there's something else about the survey that I find kind of insidious. So when the people surveyed were asked more open-ended questions or where they had several multiple choice answers, anything related to Genesis chapters 1 through 11 ranked pretty low on the list. But then there's a whole list of questions that are just yes-no questions that deal specifically with Genesis chapters 1 through 11. And those are the results that comprise most of the book and what most of what Ken Ham and Brett Beamer talk about. And it's like, well, yeah, if you're just asking a yes-no question about Genesis chapters 1 through 11, then obviously they're going to address those specific things in the survey. So let me use an analogy to make my point here. Let's say you're trying to sell your house and you have several people come and go. You're not getting any offers on the house. And so what you do is you send out a survey to all those people asking them, hey, why did you not buy our house? And some of the top answers you get are things like the house is in a bad neighborhood. The taxes in the area are too high. It's not a good school district. It's too far from where I work. I don't like the colors of the house and the house just looks dirty. It doesn't look kept up very well, right? And those are the results that you get. But then you ask a follow-up question that's a yes, no question. Were the dirty carpets or flooring a factor in not buying the house? And then you get a bunch of people responding to that question. Well, yeah, it was a factor in not buying the house. The floor was 
pretty filthy and we didn't really like it. So you take that survey result and you conclude, oh my goodness, an overwhelming number of people said that the dirty floors were a factor in not buying the house. Therefore, the reason no one's buying our house is because they don't like our floors. So if we just redo the flooring, then everyone's going to want our house. That's essentially how Ken Ham and Britt Beamer are interpreting the results of their survey. When asked open-ended questions, no one really cares about Genesis 1 through 11. But then they have a ton of follow-up questions that they ask that only deal with Genesis 1 through 11 in a yes or no format. And so the whole conclusion of their survey is going to be skewed. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Appreciate it.